The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Hello again, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Brocast Podcast. My name is Thomas, and joining me, as always, he's my bro, and he's your bro too. Give it up for Alan. Hello, everyone. It is me, it is I, it is he, Alan of the Brocast. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone is well. Happy Pride Month to everybody who's listening out there and watching us right now. Tom, how are you? Bro, I'm going good. Uh, been a bit busy, uh, but, but glad to be back. For what should be another episode uh the feedback from our last two hide reich exclusives that we did guys uh have had some interesting feedback i had a couple of dms from a few podcasts saying that's a bit different you know to what you guys do by you know doing some AEW or wwe action and chucking in some alabama doi Reich. Uh, any comments that you have about those last two episodes it definitely shows because uh, the, what we're currently right now with our on our YouTube that we are sharing with our brother, other brothers and sisters that are out there uh, on the right now on the YouTube channel that we are sharing with everyone. Uh, everyone's got their own little bits where they sh- you know talk about live shows that's going on and uh, all that stuff that's happening. And then you got the two blokes from Australia two brothers and they're going back and they're watching something from was it 2008 and uh they're watching Heidenreich and Alabama Doink and the Golden Corral and then they had a casket match and they must look at us and go oh that's an interesting thing to do they must think we were in the time machine or this is like because again we try not to talk too much about the content that's happening on, t- on what's happening right now. We're just on this show. We have a bit of a shits and giggles laugh about what we're doing on here, but it must make people think like of all things to cover on this planet, the two boroughs from Australia covered Heidenreich and Alabama doink. Once at the golden corral, the other match was a 
it was a classic uh, casket match. Um, that was interesting. You could tell that we were having a lot of fun, but it was the afterthought. I remember just thinking to myself and going back and watching and listening, because again, this is both an audio and a visual show uh, for your viewing pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is that's what it's all about, that they're like, wow, what an interesting thing to cover. Yeah, I actually enjoyed it. Like the first time I actually think I heard about Heidenreich and Alabama doink was maybe probably three or four years ago where you and I were just joking about it. And you said, oh, hey, Tom, did you see that Conrad, you know, covered that? You know, he talked about it with, you know, on the Arn show. He talked about it with Tony Schiavone, even Bruce Pritchard, you know, did a bit of a watch along exclusive on their YouTube page. And I think from, I actually believe it was 2016 when the actual match happened. Uh, and, again, yeah. and it was, again, it was the Alabama Wrestling Federation. So they produced both those matches. Uh, we only had um, Doink for another couple of months, I think, after that too. Then he actually really did pass away. I think he was only like early 40s, I think, that fella as well. Yeah. It's interesting too that the algorithm after watching those two matches that will now appear on my YouTube and Twitter um, because it was very interesting because a lot of stuff came up and I think it's very rare that people have actually covered those matches that you and I uh, in, the, in a minute few of people that have actually sat down and watched these matches and commentated and, you know, shared um, our experiences about it, um, which is kind of cool, I think, in a way, that we are in that small minute group. Um, but then also the video that um, you shared, but it was also I saw on my Twitter feed, of the um both of them Heidenreich actually it was like a if they went back in time and they repeated something that happened to Michael Cole. It was the reading of a poem that um Heidenreich wanted to share with Alabama Doink and he had him up against the wall and he was like, What are you doing? I don't like this. Stop this. I'm Heidenreich. And he goes, I just want to read this to you. Let me read it to you now. And then he goes, but I'm not like Michael Cole. A bit of uh not really at this day and age, you look at that and go, it's a bit cringe, hashtag cringe right there. It was a bit mm, saying that, you know, Michael Cole might be gay. I don't really understand the, the hate on Cole. Um, the only time I really hated Michael Cole when he was the shit heel commentator and he did a very good job at it. And so hating his guts was, again, what you were meant to do. But again, the man has been doing commentary for the WWE for nearly 20-something years, maybe more. And again, he's the voice now of WWE. So it was interesting. Yeah, it was. I, I just came across that by, I think I just typed in Heidenreich Alabama Doink on Google. And then in the videos, there was that Facebook link Yeah, of him. Like it looked like it was before the casket match because, as we know, if you did watch along, guys, Alabama got busted open in that match. So you can see in this pre-match promo, they're trying to record and trying to re recreate that cold spot, and it just came across as really awkward. Um, mm. But you know, we can say we've ticked it off the bucket list of matches. We had referenced it, and I can say after what seven years, season seven. We finally did both the uh, the matches there of Heidenreich, Alabama Doink from the Alabama Wrestling Federation, uh, the Golden Corral, and also their casket match. So in the bucket list it goes. 
that would be something that we will be remembered by and mortally remembered by in the near distant future when it is our time to go to the great beyond or whatever happens after this great life. Um, hopefully the YouTube channel will still be alive by then and YouTube will still be a thing. And we will have uh, probably our great, 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 great grandchildren looking at this and going, what is old, old grandpa and old, old uncle doing right there? Oh, that's right. They used to do a podcast, whatever that was. And they used to do that wrestling thing, whatever that was. And, ah, oh, there's a grown man with a clown mask on and a mentally handicapped blonde man who he was everyone was wanted to be his friend and yeah he was quite angry and yeah i i if you're watching this now um grandchildren of the future all the best <laughs> and talking about support i actually want to give a bit of a shout out to our boys from the uw pod so nick and keith from the universal wrestling podcast thank you for streaming what i think is our fifth episode actually on video format of the broadcast podcast uh, not only are we in partnership with the uw pod but also with the bloodline network so if you actually check out bloodlinenetwork.com you can get access to a wealth of wrestling podcasts pop culture podcasts including anime including video games uh, one of the things i've been digging recently is they're doing live stream of their twitch streams and i was actually thinking getting you i'm pointing at you where are you on this side getting you on the bloodline and doing some streaming there because they do quite a lot of uh would you say star wars jedi knight or jedi order and also mm -hmm. destiny and i know you love your co-op cod style games and mm -hmm. i think i'm going to send an email or two to actually get you on their twitch channel and do some live streaming because they're trying to find ways to explore streaming at different times of the day and as you know, when we're recording at night, usually that's the uh, American morning. So again, the bloodlinenetwork.com really is your one-stop shop for all your entertainment needs. Uh, I visit the site regularly. It's how I get all my downloads of all my main podcasts that I check out. It links you straight to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. But again, thank you there to everyone from the bloodlinenetwork.com. And once again, to Nick and Keith from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. In regards to our show, you can download all episodes on CastBox, Castro, Apple iTunes, and a range of podcast streams. And mainly the video format really is the UWO, oh, not UWO, the UW pod with Nick and Keith. Uh, Alan, any comments before we kick off this episode? Um, no, just uh, thanks very much for, for everyone coming in and, and uh, watching this tonight. I actually it was funny enough when we the Alabama Doink episode, um, Casca Match, came out last week. Uh, I had a notification that it was coming up live. So I, I actually, sounds a bit cringe, but I don't really care. I actually watched the liveness of when it popped up and and uh, had a good laugh and just remembering again, because again, we are trying as much as we can to visualize what we are seeing. Again, we can't put the video up of what we're watching. Uh, again, you tried that once on the uh, on the actual YouTube channel, Tom. And we got a strike on the channel and, uh, you know, many people out there who normally will get a strike on the channel, it's either they've put something up offensive, sometimes they've put up something very, with sexual content or just something like, something that might get them in trouble. Yeah, you, you put up a match and it was down the bottom of the screen right down. If you look right down to your screen, guys, the where the TBK sign is, uh, 
you actually put the entire match and we were actually doing the commentary for it and watching it visually with you. And yeah, that immediately got struck down, didn't it? Well, I tried to make the video as small as I could so it wouldn't look like it. I'm like, they probably can't make out the Kevin Skeen El Generico match if I just <laughs> make it small. And I'm like, no. But that that's funny because on our, our YouTube page, that video is still there. That actually didn't get a strike. I think the Extreme Elimination Chamber is still there. But the one we got striked on, I think, was the 2016 Royal Rumble when I wanted to upload that. That one didn't work. So that's where we started putting the timer. And that's actually what we've been using for quite some time now. So you can literally click the video link and hit play at the same time we do. And then you get your little countdown on the bottom there that you can actually sync up and watch along with us. Cool. Now, what are we doing here tonight? Well, we do have a watch along for this episode, but I think there's some things that happened recently. We can have a bit of a chat about them. Oh, uh, a few pay-per-view events. Housekeeping. Uh, well, housekeeping, yeah, I can say that. A couple of different things. And I'm going to use our stream yard to pop up our first one. And we're going to be talking about WWE Night of Champions 2023, uh, which took place last weekend for us, which was a Monday. Uh, I tried to watch it. Again, pay-per-view events for us in Australia take place during the day. So most of my time is either seeing the end of a match by a quick highlight or like trying to avoid spoilers all day and then coming home and actually trying to watch it. But I might start off with you. What's your uh, your views on the WWE Night of Champions card? Well, it was on down here in Australia. Uh, I know that most people were getting in. It was in the States. It was an afternoon pay-per-view. We had it down here in Australia at 3 o'clock a.m. in the morning. Uh, I attempted to uh, stay up and failed miserably at half past two ended up just throwing in the towel and saying to myself i'll get up in a couple of hours and i'll watch it did not even do that i just crashed went to sleep and then woke up my son actually woke me up and said dad you know night of champions is on and i went oh yeah you're right mate so i crawl out of bed just find a shirt put my shirt put the shirt on come into the room and he's got it all set up and we just missed it because we it was about four five i say about eight o'clock in the morning on a sunday so we missed it so again luckily with uh the luckiness of ko that's on um on my playstation i was able to watch the actual replay of it so we watched pretty much most of the matches they were quite cool um but the main coup de gras it was what we wanted to watch was the main event. And that main event was just the, the sort of the little bit of salt. And it was incredibly well done. I'm not just talking about the wrestling match. I'm talking the antics that happen after the bell rings. It is fantastic of what cinema we are seeing in wrestling. It's just, it tingles. It's a good tingle um what did you think i enjoyed it um i did skim through some so what we might do is we might put the card up i've got the card yep. in front of me here we'll just go through each match maybe just give any comments that we have this was one i was looking forward to because again i always have been a fan of the world heavyweight championship 
Uh, I'm talking the 2002 version that come in with Triple H being given the World Heavyweight title. The championship was then unified, I believe, in 27, oh no, 2013 with Orton versus Cena in a TLC match. So to see that they were bringing back, you know, the World Heavyweight Championship, then to unveil the belt, and I went, oh, okay. So there's still the big W in the middle. So it's, again, WWE's version of the World Heavyweight title, all the big gold. Uh, Seth and AJ kicking it off the card. Great matchup. I had Seth from the very beginning. I knew that he would be the one that I would want to be the bearer of this new championship. I think it also made sense of Seth winning because since he's a raw talent, taking it on AJ, who was a SmackDown talent, it was kind of a bit obvious that Seth was the one, you know, keeping the belt on Raw because it really wouldn't make sense for AJ to win and take the belt to SmackDown. But then I thought, well, well, if AJ won, would he bring, would he go to Raw because he's now the champion? Would the belt change or would he change? But great matchup. Any comments on that one? I enjoyed that match. It felt like a uh, bit of an indie darling type of thing. Two dudes uh, came from, uh, especially with Seth Rollins back in the day being Tyler Black and doing some of his uh, antics in ROH and uh, AJ Styles right there from New Japan, uh, Ring of Honor, and also Total Nonstop Action and then Impact. You know, it just showed those two gentlemen that had been through the um, the indies. And look at where they are now. Again, people, I heard a few people go, oh, my God, they were in the current jerk match. They were at the very beginning of the match. You're like, who gives a they're wrestling for a, a new championship belt? They've made it, guys. And again, being especially where it was, they have made themselves quite a pretty penny just being there. And that, you know, having a 20-minute match, they have definitely set themselves up for life. Definitely. Mm. And I sometimes don't have a problem with like a major championship match kicking off the show. Sometimes it's a no. bit different than what you see, like especially if you've got a big story. I don't mind the world title being on first or even second to last. Like I well, think I like... That it was, yeah, there was one year where it was like AJ, Dean Ambrose and Cena kicked off a No Mercy show. Yeah, And the main event, I think, was like Miz and Dolph Ziggler for the IC yep. title. So I don't yep. mind sometimes the world belt being like the first kick off the net, grab, get in your seats, here we go, first match. It, it, so you were that's the match. No, no, it, just what you were just saying there, it's one of those things that grabs you right away because when some people think of the first match, uh, it could be just, uh, you know, just a so-and-so match. So, you know, you can get up and use the toilet or go and get some food or go and get a drink. Where with this one was like, no, you're not going anywhere. You are staying here and you are going to watch this match and it's about time that we get to see, look, I'm loving what they're doing with Roman. He doesn't need to be the man who needs to defend his title at all times. But it was just nice to, uh, we're getting a champion now who will, will happily defend it day in, day out, Mondays and, so yeah, Mondays and Fridays. So it's cool. Very nice. Second match, this is one I would probably say you would have been keen because, again, these are two of your absolute favourites. We had Trish Stratus defeat Becky Lynch in 14 minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah, I had Trish for this one. Becky won the first one, and now we're finally getting uh, – Trish had to get the the third – the second win, which oh. was uh, – I was very happy to do that, and she had a little help too. So are you familiar with Zoe Stark? 
I am indeed. I've seen her on uh, NXT. And when they did the, um, uh, what was it, the other week, a few weeks ago, sorry, almost a month ago, uh, when they did the the roster change up and everything like that. And then she was like one of the last people. Um, you could tell on Shawn Michaels' face during that time where all these NXT kids were all coming up. Mm. Uh, you could tell he was crestfallen. And then you sort of, I actually forgot about Zoe. I was like, what are they going to do with her? She, I haven't seen her on um, SmackDown. I haven't seen her on Raw. I haven't seen her in any of those shows. And then bang, lo and behold, she makes yeah. uh, an appearance. And the uh, the program that her and uh, Trish had on wrestling on Raw was quite fire. That's awesome. Uh, third match, we had a successful title defense of the IC Championship, Gunther defeating Mustafa Ali. I like this match. I um, I was happy it wasn't like a um, like a beat the shit out of you type of match. Because, um, again, Gunther, massive dude, Ali, fantastic wrestler, you know, running around doing all his tricks. I mean, yes, he took a licking, but it wasn't like a, a four-minute match. It was an eight-minute match, but it was a really good type of style. And you could tell, like, the crowd was up. It was like, yeah, this is fantastic. We might get the change. And then you're like, no, no, you're not. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, um, get a life, kid, as Brock Lesnar said to Ali um, on Raw a couple of weeks ago. And Gunter slapped him so hard that now he's off the main roster and back to NXT. Yeah, because I saw he said something like on the day of the event, like if I don't, if I don't win the championship here, I'm not going to be in WWE to win a title anymore. Like I won't challenge for one. And then it's like, oh, then he's NXT. So it's trying to say like WWE Raw and SmackDown is different to NXT. So mm-hmm. I'm, I said I'm not going to go for about there, but I can go here. And I don't mind him being there. It's a bit of a change. I think sometimes, you know, the veterans coming in yes. could help those younger ones. So, you know, Corbin recently attacking Kamalo Haynes was an interesting thing. So I don't have a problem with it. Okay, I think Gunther's going to break this record. I think he's going to continue, you know, to hold this belt for as long as he's can. And even thinking too, like, I think I just realized the other day, Austin Theory is like a 200-day mm-hmm. champion. Yes, I'm like, he is. How did, how did that go happen? How, I don't remember him getting past that, like, we're all focusing on what Gunther's doing. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know, theory's going pretty well too. You know, cracking 200 days as champion. Yes. But I think Gunther will hold this for as long as he can. I can't even think in my head who will dethrone him. So I reckon just run with it and keep going forward. Fantastic. Uh, next matchup, we had the end of Bianca Belair's reign as the WWE Raw Women's Champion as Asuka defeated her in 15 minutes. Very happy with this one. Um, nothing against Bianca Belair, but it became stale. And she is a face. And now that she has lost the title, she can now do what face wrestlers do best, and that's chase the heel champion. And that is what uh, hopefully they're going to do with Oscar. Um, I was very happy to see Oscar win. I love Oscar myself. I think she's a fantastic uh, wrestler as well. Um, doing the whole sort of spiciness uh, leading up to it that she had a you know the great muta. It was like she's using this spicy spray, and that's what's going to be doing more damage than ever. And then her missing it, and then getting everywhere, and then to do it on the fingers, and then to get the eye gouge into the eyes. It's 
it, it feels like something from the old Jim Crockett days that they would have done something with Muta to do. And it, I liked it. It was like, oh, I'm watching alongside with my, my son. He's watching, he watched every single match with me here that we're looking at right now. And he was like, oh, dad, look out. She's got the fingers. And then she got the eyes and she's like, I get my eyes, my eyes. Bang, kick in the head. One, two, three. And I'm going, yeah. He's like, dad, no, she's the bad guy. I said, I don't care, dude. I love Oscar. Good win. So no, that's cool. awesome. It's cool that he's getting yeah. into it now. I can, I can actually imagine him getting right into it. That's cool. You wait till we get to the main events. I've got something fun to share with you. Nice. Well, I think for that one, like I think Bianca's reign, 420 days as champion. You know, you go back mm-hmm. to defeating the likes of Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, and I was waiting for her to, to do a heel turn. That's something I wanted. I know at WrestleMania this past year, I think in our prediction show, I talked about yep. what if Asuka did the switch? What if she wanted to cheat to keep – oh, no, what if Bianca cheats to keep the belt? Or what if, you know, Asuka cheats to win the belt? So one of them has to do it. But I think, as you said, the chase is always better. So I hope this kind of mm-hmm. reignites Bianca to either go heel and chase the champion. Let's see. Next matchup, quite surprised how quick it went. And this was for the SmackDown Women's Championship as Natalia unsuccessfully challenged the champion, Rhea Ripley. Aussie pride, Aussie strong. Um what a butt whooping that was. And I particularly liked the commentary during this match because any time that Michael Cole and Corey Graves are together, working together, they, they just work perfect. It's really, really good stuff they do. And it was basically Corey Graves, you could tell that he was absolutely bullshitting coming out with stuff out of his ass, which was fantastic. Just, And he said that the reason why Natalie was so distracted is because she tried to get Dom's number. But Dom said, no, I'm not interested. And then next to me, that's why she was so crestfallen and sad and upset. Rhea beat the shit out of her. And you could tell that did not happen in the match. But again, it's Corey Graves' commentary. He's like um, a Bobby the Brain Heaton back in the day, making up lies. You, You could see in your eyes that that did not take place. But then for the heel commentator to go, Oh yeah, that happened. It's it's fantastic. It, it it was really well done. Kind of bummed that Natalie got the ass whooping that she did, but again, Rhea Ripley's she she's the queen. She's the kid. You know, the the you do not mess with mummy. She you know, she mummy says do it. You say yes, ma'am. And that's the thing too. I think I was looking at like Natalia has lost every match she's had at the the Saudi shows. Like she hasn't, she's had championship matches, she's had singles matches. I think there was maybe a tag or something there, but like she hasn't won one Saudi match, I don't think, the whole time she's appeared there. But I'm just surprised that it was so quick. I thought, is was there an injury or something? Or are they trying to pack in more into the main event so we don't have a lot of time? Just go out there, a couple of spots, do some offense, defense, pinfall, one, two, three. But no, Rhea's great. I think Rhea is the star at the moment. I mm-hmm. would love to see uh, Becky and her. That's something I've always wanted to see. The fact that, you know, Rhea's on SmackDown, we probably won't get that. But again, I think, again, if my pick this year is Becky to win Money in the Bank, and I would like to see okay. Becky go to SmackDown and then to have that feud against those two. But no, interesting matchup. 
we're up to the co-main event. Uh, this was the main event of the previous show that from the last month, and we're doing Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. That's number two. This was between these gentlemen. Uh, this goes back to the Becky and Trish Stratus type of match that I knew and had a feeling that Brock Lesnar was going to get the win. Um, I like that they've rehashed an old storyline from the old days where young Brock Lesnar broke the arm of The Undertaker during their time. And then it was during the No Mercy pay-per-view, I believe it was, where Kane, I love it, it's still tattooed to my brain that the opening of that pay-per-view is Undertaker sitting there with the cast on his arm and it's been torn up, you know, it's been used as a weapon during the week. Uh, during up the, the leading up to this pay-per-view and then came this is the came with the the mask here you know he, he was speaking had the beard but this was also during the time of katie vick yes guys we have covered that raw for your viewing pleasure yes it's that show sorry um and then both of them sit down and look at each other just before the show starts in the locker room we go how's your week been and then that's how the show starts so Things and that's still tattooed to my own. I fucking love that. It's so good. But um, just rehashing that sort of storyline when Undertaker and Brock were going after each other in the Hell in the Cell and Undertaker had his arm broken. Cody Rhodes using his titanium arm plated uh, device that he had on his arm and using it as a weapon. But Brock was like, no, I'm going to break this guy's arm. As he, did, he didn't technically, it does say technical submission up here, but I, it, Cody just passed out because of the pain. That's how I see it. Um, again, my son loves Cody Rhodes, so we were watching that together, and he was like, Dad, I think Cody's going to lose. And I think, oh, mate, he might, he might. We'll see how we go. And sadly, he did. He was like, oh, boo. And he was like, oh, bro, I hate Brock Lesnar. I said, you go and tell him that. He's like, no, no, thanks. I don't want to go near him. I said, I don't blame you, dude. But uh, again, so it, just like we're saying with the Trish and Becky match, that's match number two. We're going to get the rubber band. We need to find out who's the better man. What type of match that might be, I hope it's violent. See, with that, I reckon they'll do Hell in the Cell because what way do you end a rivalry by putting him in a cage? I think of the old cage days. Match. Steel cages would end it. War games. Hell in the Cell, you know, have they done too many Hell in the Cells recently to kind of lose that marquee that was one just done at Mania? I know between Edge and Finn, I do know that the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view is no longer on the cards, where that used to be a regular. I think it was actually Money in the Bank or another show, I think, has changed the ordering of that. So there is no Hell in the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view this year. But I would like to see the trilogy in the cell. You know, lock them up beat them and i think there's that video that you sent me the other day of uh you know them talking about the story are we getting the hard time story in a 2023 version with cody beat him down beat him down beat him down to win the royal rumble and then and then eventually win the big one do you think we're on that road right now here we are we are uh if you know your classic style of jim crock promotions we are it is hard times for Cody Rhodes. He is mm. doing exactly what his daddy went through back in the day where he had to bite and claw and make himself way back to the top 
against Flair and win that championship. That's where having the new champions now, two new champions, heavyweight champions, I'd like to see Roman back in the picture. Is he going to be the, the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns? We will have to wait and see. I don't think it's going to be at SummerSlam. I think it's going to be at Mania next year. We are going to stretch this out. He's going to slay the dragon that is known as Brock Lesnar. Take him down. End the story. Then who is going to be a new adversary from there? He'll still have to bite and claw to get himself back there. Go to the Rumble. Get the win. Or doesn't get the win. Because there's also uh, abundantly clear that I remember hearing months ago that Gunter has made it abundantly clear that he has said, I am going to win the 2024 Royal Rumble. So again, he could reach to the top, try to grab that brass ring, get snatched away from him. So again, what does he do? He finds another way to get to that main event. Crazy enough that it might happen. We might see Roman. We might see Gunter. And we might see Cody Rhodes in a triple threat. Cody gets the win. But he doesn't pit in Roman. Mm. So we'll see what yeah. goes from there. Yeah. No, I could I could see all those scenarios. I think it was running through my head the other day. I'm like, okay, so what if Cody doesn't win the Royal Rumble? That's a big misstep. But there's always a, a boulder in the middle of rumble and wrestlemania and that's elimination chamber yep you know did just Cody <clears throat> run the chamber and win the chamber and then get the championship opportunity yep and it's something that we'll talk about guys i've got a little little thing on the side there on the stream yard to talk about the new championship because you know cody's was all about finishing the story you know winning the championship that my father never had and we all clearly know he's talking about you know the wwe world championship that's changed quite a bit with the renaming of the new belt and we'll cover that in the next few minutes but back to the cody brock match i think it's great i think we won't do cody roman SummerSlam. i reckon cody brock hell in the cell SummerSlam, and then you just keep pushing the cody potential roman match for later don't rush it you know i think the plan was maybe a few months ago to do it while it's hot but i think every time that brock's in the wwe he just leapfrogs everybody anyway to a championship match if you remove him fully, then he's not there. He can't leapfrog anybody. So if Cody mm -hmm. could be the one to literally cut the dragon's head off and get rid of yep. him, it takes out everybody in his way. So, yeah, we'll see how we go. And that leads us to the main event. Uh, storytelling at its finest. It's a you know cinema moment. We are talking about the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship as KO and Sami Zayn successfully defended their championships against the Bloodline, which was the undisputed Universal Champion Roman Reigns, and Sawa Sokoa in 26-25. Your comments, El. Another tag team match as a main event. I am loving that Papa H is now being cool with having tag team matches as main events it is so cool that it's happening like that again it happened at wrestlemania and it happened here and the match was good you know i loved the beginning of paul Heyman taking the mic off the uh, the ring announcer and then speaking up roman reigns like he was a god and then he gave a little bit to solo but he just wanted to make sure that he made sure that roman was like top tier god 
and then just before you know the the ring announcer is about to speak Cody, uh, sorry sammy takes the mic and he starts speaking in the in uh, the arabic language and it was fantastic i actually was quite um I actually found a video straight away afterwards on TikTok that actually someone had like translated what he was saying. And it again, it was um, very, very quick. It was, it wasn't like too elaborate, but it was fantastic. It was very cool. And just to hear the crowd, they just roared. Everyone stood up. They enjoyed hearing their language being spoken. And uh, it was very cool to hear that. That was exciting. And then he pumped up Kevin Owens. But the thing that made me smile and laugh and then showing how much of a shit heel um, Roman is. And I love it because he's still, he's Mr. Cocky. He's like the rock back in the day, thinks his shit doesn't smell. He's like the greatest of all time. And he's looking at Sammy speaking Arabic and he's like, and he's looking at um, Solo and he's looking at the, the wise man, Paul Heyman. He's like, what's he saying? What's he, I, I don't understand what he's saying. And it, 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 the face crunch up, you're like, what's he saying and again i had no idea what he was saying but all i knew he was you, you felt pumped up you felt good just like this is very cool to hear and see um yeah the the usos getting involved and they tried to do the right thing they thought they were doing the right thing and which cost them the match the the super kick on the solo he just fell on his ass and then both of them like oh shit what the hell have we done then all of a sudden all antics crazy go crazy but then, again, in the win, it was fantastic. But the uh, the chef's kiss was Roman shoving Jimmy in the face and just had enough. And he had he's like, "Get out, get out of the ring." And it was like something like out of a gangster movie or a mobster movie or just an old time nineties classic flick where you've just said, "I've had enough of." Don Corleone or the boss man just telling me what to do. And it wasn't just one, it was two super kicks. What did you think? Oh, I loved it. I think one of the things you and I talked about is is that in that clip where he actually calls him Joe. He yeah. doesn't call him, you know, uh Roman. He calls him by his first name. And it's like like it's that real blurred line of like reality and fantasy, but like you can kind of see the crumbling is there. Like the bloodline was a very strong faction. And the things about factions is they eventually have to come to an end. Sadly. You know, we think of groups like, you know, the four horsemen. I was going to say some AUW. We've got there what the Jericho Appreciation Society still going strong. But back to WWE, uh, we eventually see groups split. Like we just had yeah. the anniversary of the shield splitting. And that was years yes. ago now when we think about that. But great main event and as you said tag team matches main eventing pay-per-views you know it's a great thing i'm for and it to even think too like this or coming up with money in the bank this is the this will be the third straight event international where you've had you know the one in puerto mm. rico for backlash saudi arabia for uh was it night of champions and then you've got london hosting money in the bank so these yeah. premium live events the international audience are still getting into it like, you know, that's sometimes the fear when you go outside of your fan base so people really get the stories. But from the last two shows, the audience react to what they see. They know what's mm -hmm. going on. So mm -hmm. I think all overall, great main events. Uh, we will be talking about something that came out of that in the next few minutes. But as a whole, 
what do you give the pay-per-view from a you know a mark we can either do a one to ten or we can do a letter uh what's your views on the final mark there of wwe night of champions yeah a solid eight out of ten i really enjoyed it um just going back to one thing during the main event after the super kick happened i'm watching it with with my son as i was saying that as it happened he came a bit closer to me and you could sort of tell what something was going to happen and he grabbed my hand and he's holding my hand as we're watching it and as soon as the second super kick happened he screamed at dad that's betrayal and i said yeah buddy that's betrayal and he's like they're gonna they're gonna lose the championships and i went no and i said no 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 they're gonna win them dude it's okay sammy's sammy's gonna get the win everything's okay and it was just the i loved it that kevin that roman reigns won the battle but sammy and and kevin won the war because they both stand over kevin uh, sorry over uh roman and they held their championships over him and you could tell it was like my god what has happened so very very cool it's a solid eight i enjoyed the pay-per-view i'm just glad i didn't get up at three in the morning to watch it i'm glad i waited a few hours later avoided all social media twitter facebook uh tiktoks instagram all that jazz and mm. just went in there nice and fresh so just imagine if you tried to watch it live at three it wouldn't have got been done till about 6 30 and then you would have had work in like an hour well luckily it was on a sunday oh there so, you go yeah it was a um benefits of being sometimes down here in in um in australia that you know it's we're getting saturday night paper saturday mm. night pay-per-views over there but we get it sunday afternoon not sunday mornings not complaining it's a good I'm way trying to, to think up. too like what i think london i think we're not that different i think they're about lunchtime now they're like we're 10 40 p.m australian time i think uk's lunchtime now so when they end up doing money in the bank that would be more of our like midday like almost two o'clock three o'clock in the afternoon when we watch that on a monday yep. you know, in the next couple of weeks but no i enjoyed it i'm going to give it probably eight eight point five as well I enjoyed the card um with that being said about roman reigns something occurred this week on smackdown and i wanted to have a bit of a chat about it because there was some talk in our wrestling chat group that i'm on on twitter with our broadcast page and people really confused about what this means with lineage is the main thing and i'll put it up on the screen we're actually talking about it's now been called officially the undisputed wwe universal championship so as we know roman reigns won the universal championship i think in the triple threat with bray wyatt and Strowman. And then he went on to defeat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania to win the WWE Championship. And then the word was, well, since he's got two belts, he won't defend them individually, but it'll be known as one championship. And that'll be called the Undisputed Universal title. And then we saw with the introduction of the World Heavyweight Championship, what happens with Roman's belts. I've never been a big fan of just the single big W belt. It doesn't have a personality. It looks very generic. It's something that you would see a basketball team get given or a football team get given. It just didn't have any, I don't know. Snoop Dogg. It, it, it just, yeah, it just didn't jump out. Like when you think of like the winged eagle or the big gold or when you think of the undisputed title, they jumped out. They looked personalized where these just look very generic. The new belt, it's not blue. It's not red. It's actually gold or a yellowish version of the gold. 
And yeah, Roman was given the belt this week. Now, two questions I'm going to ask you. Will we see Roman ditch the other two and just focus on wearing the one belt? Or do you think he'll be the cocky heel and keep the two belts and also wear the new one? I'm thinking more about it's not about Roman now. It's about Paul Heyman. Because that's because every time we've seen Paul Heyman, he is the belt carrier. He carries those belts for Roman. When Roman comes out before a match, he will wear a belt around his waist. And then, you know, he extends that hand and next minute, Paul Heyman grevelly. Oh, here's your title. My tribal chief. Take it. Take it. And he holds it up and does his pose. And that's what he always does. But immediately when I saw, you know, Hunter present this new championship to Roman on SmackDown, my immediate thought was, but there is um, Paul Heyman two belts right there is I, I i don't really know i i'd like to see it continue that he has has those championship belts on him and roman now wears the gold title um it just would make people it would piss people off more and just make you how much of an egotistical asshole that roman is you'd be fantastic you'd be like you yeah, know no no i have championships now this is my universal title this is the universal title and this is my WWE title. I'm better than you. Fuck you all. So, yeah. I can see him saying that with an Aussie accent, so. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I've got three belts. Fuck you. Get out of my way. See, that's where the confusion is, because it's like they're saying that it's an undisputed universal title. So it's almost <laughs> saying that the lineage of the WWE title, as in the World Wrestling Federation Championship, has now been combined with the universal title, which has only been around for about what seven years, it's now combined into one. Because when we were celebrating Roman Reigns' 1000 day, he had already surpassed that with another title reign when he was universal champion. So you literally have just combined it now. So people are like, oh, so what happens to the WWE belt? because the universal is just in front. And then I thought about it today and I'm like, well, it's kind of just bringing it back to two world title on one brand, universal title on one brand. It's that simple. It's just the word universal and world is the different name. It's like when TNA was having like the world title and then they had the global championship instead Mm -hmm. of saying world title, it still means the same thing. Um, But then when you think of a universe, you think that that's kind of bigger than a world. You know, a world's within a universe. Well, so that like, was the one yeah. thing, the one thing that Roman said before he he go you know, Philadelphia. And he went, no, 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 we're not doing that. Universe, acknowledge me. I hope he continues to do that because that's how big that man's head has become now. He mm. is Thanos. He is um, uh, who else is there? Anybody else that's like the major main villain in any type of like comic book style now. Thanos, Galactus, Zorg, he is just knows that I am better than everybody. I am the greatest, not in the world anymore. I'm not the greatest in the world. I'm greatest in the universe. You know, I'm the best. I rule. I rule the world. I rule the galaxies. I rule the universe. So that's what he's become now. So it's cool. It's very cool to see that type of style. Um, It's just another belt. And it's another thing that, that people, belt marks out there are going to go out and buy it. And then you're going to see all the neckbeards, all the dudes that look like you and me, 
you know, maybe with a fedora, maybe with a um, a very tight shirt, you know, they shouldn't be wearing, and you know, just waddling down with one belt there, one belt there, and those people should be <clears throat> reminded: if you bring a championship belt to a show, be ready to put it on the line. You're just going to run up and do a big test, big boot, and take the pinfall. I'll slip over just like I did with um, what happened to Al Snow with the bowling ball to the dick. Oh, shit. Why did you crush your face up? Why did you crush your face up when I said about Fedora? No, you said neck beards and then dudes like us. And I'm like, I'm not like them. I don't have a neck beard. I have a full proper beard. I've seen neck beards, though. I've seen neck beards before, those fellas. And I'm like, yeah, definitely not that fella. The guy that needs help to get up. That's not me. I can can get up. I am not just saying guys like us. I'm meeting the wrestling people out there, okay? A lot of the people that you will see at an AEW show. Come on, don't start. Do you want to talk about Double or Nothing or you want to leave it? No, no, I didn't watch it. I had You didn't watch no, it? No, had no interest in it. If you saw on our Twitter, guys, when I... Uh, this one over here forgot that we were putting up a, uh, uh, we were doing, we forgot about doing a prediction on yeah. Night of Champions. Now we forgot about that. But Tom was like, oh, what about, um, you know, what about double or nothing? I'm like, I don't care. So you can give me a rundown if you'd like, please. Funny I, thing, I actually yeah. shared that tweet in the Bloodline uh, chat <laughs> and people were just cracking up. Like, we just love our picks. Which is just capital of I don't care is all you put on that. Yeah. All right. I'll put it up here. Put it on the screen. There we go. All right. So I would say you have been a fan of Double or Nothing in the past, but you're probably the fan of the 2019 one, which was the Cody Dustin, which was a great matchup. Different now. uh, But this is, again, a great show. I watched this as it took place. I'm a big AEW fan, guys. That's why our logo is even AEW. When I take, look, I'll get rid of it. You can see it there. The TBK is even the AEW logo. So there you go. All right, let's pull up the card. Um, Now, I I won't go through the pre-show. I'll go the main one. So the first match was... No, 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 no. I did the pre-show because I I saw something happen on the pre-show. It's so what, what's this match? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because I know what oh, you're going to say. <laughs> the, the Hardy Boys and Hook uh, were defeated. Uh, Ethan Page and the Guns. Yeah. Uh, there's that Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn. So these are Billy Gunn's boys, but they 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 they're no longer with Billy Gunn because he's now a, an ass boy, right? Yes. And Jeff Hardy went up and did a move and tried to do the whisper in the wind yeah. and nearly caved himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's scary. I didn't but it was two things. That, it, but... it, was, it was the buggered up twist of fate. Then, like a second later, then he did the twist, uh, the uh, the flip and then, and stuffed that up too. Whisper yeah. in the wind. Yeah. He's got to be careful. He's, he, he's not with the Jeff of old. He needs to be careful. I don't mean to laugh, but, man, that looked scary and dangerous at the same time. Hmm. Well, the okay, pay-per-view well, kicked off with the 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal for the International Championship, which was Orange Cassidy defending his title, Alan, against 21 people in a Battle Royal. Um, oh. I wasn't really a fan of that match 
being that, but I thought it was like, oh, well, we've got to get everyone on the card. So let's just do a battle royal. I would have liked to have seen, yeah. I would have liked just to have seen Strickland versus Cassidy because that's the feud that they're going with now. They should have just actually done, I thought it should have been like on the pre show, do a battle royal where the winner meets him later on in the show. So say you had Strickland win. And then yeah. maybe the co-main match just before the main event, he's had enough time to rest up and you yeah. do Strickland and Cassidy one-on-one. But we end up yeah. getting it in the, uh, the Battle Royal. Yeah. 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 Huh? Yeah. That's mm. yeah, a good idea. You didn't do it, did you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next matchup, uh, un- unsanctioned. Look at Alan. We're going to tell us an unsanctioned match. The with our special it. with our special enforcer, Sabu. All right. Why was he there? What why Adam, he, uh, why shouldn't he be there? What, what does Adam Cole and Sabu have like uh, am I missing something? Because it, it did they did they have something like back in the day, like an ECW thing or a an ROH thing? Did I miss something? Nope. That's well, just, why is no- there's no connection. Why does Sabu have something against Jericho? I, I think it was because they were going to have an unsanctioned match that was going to be quite hardcore. Who knows more about barbaric hardcore matches than, you know, Sabu? Um, they tried to play on that the fact that Jericho and Sabu, oh, they've crossed paths many times in the ring. But wouldn't you Wait. see him actually come out? In ECW, they did. Did they yeah. have... Yeah. Did they have a feud? Not really, no. Then what the fuck? Sorry, you were saying? Sorry. I'm just oh, I'm just saying I just you 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 love all this AEW content. I can hear it in your voice. Need another drink. Okay. Yep. Unsanctioned. Uh it wasn't the it's... best match, I would say. Match number three, and we're having an unsanctioned match already. Isn't the yep. unsanctioned meant to be when the lights go off, this is unsanctioned. The lights, but then the cameras go off. We pretend like this match never happened, right? I think its placement was perfect. It's match number two on the main show. What? Just call the no holds barred. There's no need to be known as a non-sanctioned match. Just call it no holds barred. That's it. Simple. Done. Doesn't have need to have this stupid little shit up there about going unsanctioned. So it's not in the record books. So Adam Cole with Roderick Strong defeated Jericho. <clears throat> and it doesn't class as a win. It didn't it wasn't a real match. Was it? Is that what they're saying? Well, that's what Jericho took it as, because the feud's continuing. But yeah, okay, sure. And now I saw Sabu get up and just put himself through a table. Yeah, it wasn't the best splash. I think it was like a splash slash leg drop. But um, yeah, there was also Cranky Jr. Did you hear about Cranky Jr. in that one? No, what? Well, no, what? No. Yeah, what it was. It was during the opening scuffle where it was like the JAS, which is Jericho's team, were yeah. fighting off Roderick Strong and Sabu, and one of them knocked the announce table, which is actually now actually against the ring, where the table oh, used ringside. to be up on. Yeah, it used to be up on the ramp. The table is real WCW style and WWE. They've moved it now to the front. Why? Wow. So okay. Something different. Okay. And during the scuffle, uh, 
one of the JAS members got shoved to the table and you hear JR go, oh, what the hell, you bastard, or something like that. And in a fan cam, he knocked his coffee over. He had a very large, long black coffee sitting on his table and you just see it go flying and just splash everywhere. And he was pissed off. You could just tell the whole match. He's just, he's just very angry. I dropped me coffee. This is bullshit. Yeah, JR does love his coffee. Um, that's one thing I've learned about, you know, again, reading his book and then listening to his podcast. That would be fantastic to hear Red Ass JR go, God damn it, my damn coffee. Somebody get my coffee out here. Silly, silly bastard. Yeah, well, wasn't sorry, the best, I'm sorry. Uh, it wasn't the yeah. best ending. It was a referee stoppage, Al. So that's some pretty hardcore shit. Um, it was due to unanswered punches. So. Hmm. Unsanctioned match should just end where the other guy gets knocked out. But punches? So Sabu stopped it, did he, or was it someone else? No, Sabu was just an enforcer. He was to keep Jericho's team away, and Sabu fought them up the rampway with Roderick, so it was just them in the ah, ring. Okay, yeah. so he was doing, yeah. like, what's his name? Um, Mike Tathan. Mike Tathan yeah. did the same thing during. Right, okay, yeah, sure. Cool. What happened next? next? Match. Let's, do, let's do the next match. Mm -hmm. um, for the AEW World Tag Team Championship with Mark Briscoe as the special guest referee, we have Jeff Jarrett, you know, in 2023, getting a championship match on pay-per-view as Jarrett and Jay Lethal took on FTR. This is Dax and Cash, and they didn't cool. win their tag belt opportunity in 20 minutes, but it did feature Karen Jarrett hitting Audrey with a guitar. Yes, I watched Rampage today and I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I actually watched an AEW show today, guys, and I saw that little clip it and I saw the altercation that happened afterwards and it was the most awkward shit I've ever watched. <laughs> Karen Jarrett should not be near a mic and Audrey heard uh, Audrey, I didn't call her Audrey Hepburn, Audrey referee, Audrey uh just went for karen's throat and went to strangle her i did say that, that she took the um the guitar like a champ good on her that was really well done um and it's always great to, i like ftr um mm. they remind me of the um the old school briscoes back in the day or their music that they come out to is the um uh what is it the uh oh, i hate that i can't remember this right now uh, yeah, Midnight Express. Yeah, like a real M retro vibe. Metro, yeah. yeah. Mid Midnight Express mm. or, yeah, just Heavenly Bodies, that type of style, you know. Mm. I just love to see Cornette or someone's Cornette style in their, in, like, um, in their uh, corner. It's, it's, mm. it's very cool. I like them. I like them. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, th this, was a, this was an interesting one. <clears throat> interesting for the amount of awkward spots that occurred. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that what you're telling me. Number five? Number five. Yeah. Uh, ladder match for the AEW TNT Championship. Christian, one of my absolute favorites. Mega heel, one of the top heels. What year uh, are taking, we in? Uh, he can still go. Do you know what he wrestles wearing? Have you seen what he wears? No. Does he go? He has wears, he gone back to the singlet? Nope. He wears a T-shirt, turtleneck, with the sleeves cut off, Al. 
I thought he was going back to the old Christian, you know, the creepy little bastard type of like thing that he wore. No, he doesn't do that. Damn. The turtleneck, the turtleneck looks really nice. He does it really well. Pulls it off well. I'm sure you pull off to it pretty well too. I was thinking about actually rocking that look next time I see you. So go on, go on then. Do it. I will. Do it. I I bloody will. I will. Just watch me. Now, so you, you know took on Wallo. Do you know anything about the outcome? Outcome? What were we talking about here exactly? I don't really you know like about, when you say you don't that. Don't know about the uh, the Arn Anderson stuff. Arn? Oh, what, what's yeah. happened to Arn? What's going? Uh, what 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 happened? He went to the top of the ladder and did a four fifty. Who? Arn Anderson did. The... Hang on. Yeah. Now don't. Don't do that. But just because I don't watch the product, <laughs> you have to make a bullshit like that, okay? D- don't do that to me because I like Arn Anderson. Um, don't. Because I got worried then. I was like, hang on, what's happened to Arn? And you're, you're saying that Arn Anderson did a 450 off the ladder. You're bullshit, Arthur. You are might a, a Might have been a 630, but yeah. Did Was Arn in the match? So what ended up happening is Arn mm. did come out because Luchasaurus, who's a heel with Jericho, I know with uh, Cage, tried to help him win. Arn then come out to take Lucas, uh, Luchasaurus out of there. And at one point, Lucha went for a chokeslam. <laughs> What's his name? Arn's grabbed his hand and then bitten the thumb of Luchasaurus. And then they've sold it where Lucha's put his hand up and his thumb is completely bleeding. And Arn has blood all over his mouth, like he's bitten Luchasaurus to turn, like, uh, I'm going to stop you by biting you. And I'll send you the picture after this because it's a really awkward meme of him sitting outside the ring, looking very exhausted with just all this blood all around his mouth. I don't know if it was work blood. I don't know how the storyline was going on. Uh, but in the end, yeah, Wardlow did a massive swanton bomb uh, from the outside onto a table for Christian. And then climbed up and pulled the belt down and successfully uh, retained his championship. Wallow. Wallow? Warlord. Wallow. Is how you say it? Wardlow. 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 Yeah. Okay. Beat Christian Cage in the ladder match. Yep. In, 20, in 2023. For the TNT title. Who knows, guys? Could be a feature wrestling companion. 1710. Yeah, we can shit that out if we want. <laughs> Next matchup went for three minutes and five seconds as we actually had Tony Storm. Now, the Outcast. Do you know much about the Outcasts group? Um, that's um, uh, Paige. Um, mm. Paige's team, isn't it? Yeah, and, so she uh, goes by the name uh, Soraya is her name now. Soraya, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's Soraya, Ruby Riot, and Tony Storm. It really seems very NWO outsiders gimmick is what they're doing because they actually are spray painting their opponents as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the full-fledged heel team. And, yeah, Tony Storm became a two-time women's champion, uh, defeating Jamie Hager. Great matchup. And now the heels have the belt, which I think we're going to get Britt Baker back oh, into okay. the so, now. So, to, um, <clears throat> pardon me. So, Tony Storm is a heel, is she? Yes. Yep. And, yeah, she, she's... Uh, Adelaide, or is she yeah. from Melbourne? Yeah, from Adelaide, Adelaide but wrestling yeah. in Melbourne City Wrestling. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, cool. Okay, great. Another a woman out there from Australia who's 
winning championship gold. I, I'm not against it. Good on. But 305? Yeah, they yeah. really need to get that uh, that unsanctioned match, didn't they? They really need and, to get... And that ladder match. Yeah. I mean, I can understand the tag team match should go in for 20 minutes because, hey, it's... It's Jeff Jarrett, you know, he's got to have the top. I got to have the longest match right here, ladies and gentlemen. God damn it. I did it in Memphis. Daddy said it was fine. And now I'm allowed to do it here in AEW. But, um, okay. 305. Okay. What's happening next? Next matchup. So this was the open house rules. Now, what do you think that is? If I say open house rules, what do you think that's what this means? Uh, they go to, oh, was it like one of those? televised bullshit ones where they go to someone's house and you know they knock on the door and there's a lot like a brawl in the house no <laughs> then why is well, it that what they, well, they rock up to the house of black's house we're here for the match and they just start brawling well uh, well i remember seeing uh it was like, like extreme rules last year in nxt and they did a similar thing where um to- it was a toxic extremely toxic or whatever it was mandy rose's old team yeah toxic attraction were- Toxic attraction, thank you. They went to um, Mandy Rose when they went to what was her name? It's the British chick who's now um, current tag team champion, whatever her name is. And they went to her house, and it was like a all the dolls came to life, and they started taking everyone apart, and they you know stole everyone. So it was like a, a cinematic bullshit type of thing, but it was for shits and giggles. So that wasn't the open house, was it? No, what it is is that the House of Black, which is the team led by Alistair Black, they do an open call. Malachi, Malachi, right? Malachi, yeah. So they do call out matches. So on a Dynamite, Rampage, or a pay-per-view, they just say, we want a match against anybody. So we open the challenge up. But what they do in the ring is they actually turn the lights down to just mainly the sole white light. So it actually looks like it's away from the actual pay-per-view. So it almost like shuts the fans away and all you get is the light focusing on the ring. Great matchup. It was actually answered by uh, the acclaimed. So this was Bowen's, this was Caster and Billy Gunn. And this was the one I saw that, um, was it uh, Caster? Who, who, which one does the rap? Who's the one who spits the rhymes? Caster. Caster, that's right. And he made a reference to Buddy being mm. cucked to a guy named Dom. Yeah. And then the whole crowd going, oh, and why are they talking about the enemy? Isn't that what? But again, I, I found it funny that um, Rhea Ripley a couple of, uh, I think it was a few hours later, actually wrote down to, hey, Buddy Murphy or uh, mm. and Dom, we're both popular on two shows. Mm. So you just... Again, I think again, everyone in wrestling is meant to be friends um, behind the curtain when they're doing this type of antics. I remember seeing that and was like, oh, my goodness. And then I think it was um, the big fella, Brody King, looking mm-hmm. over at um, Buddy after that. And Buddy was just, like, trying to stone face, not sell it. And then Brody King just sort of, like, covering his mouth and smirking and, like, mm-hmm. dude, what the fuck did you just say? Okay. And that was for the six. Oh yeah, that's right. For the trios championship, that's yeah, cool. So, so there's actually two. So AEW and ROH both have trios belts. Yes. ROH do. calls it the six man tag. Yes. But AEW calls it trios. 
but I okay. like them because it, it makes me feel like old, like 1991, 1992 WCW so, when they had them for yep. quite a time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next matchup. So we had uh, Jade Cargill. I think she was coming in with a 60 and 0 record. Uh, defeated Tyler Valkyrie. So this was a rematch from another event they just had. Tyre Valkyrie, as we know, was over there in, I think, TNA and also WWE. I think yep. her name was Frankie Monet when she was in yes, NXT before she got cut. Uh, good matchup. After the match, her associate called out an open challenge. You know, we've beaten people before. Who have we got left? So Chris Statlander was actually injured by Jade, I think, a few months ago. She's a mm-hmm. member of the Best Friends team with yes. Chucky Taylor and also yes. uh, Trent Beretta. She came back and in 48 seconds ends the streak. And I think uh, Jade's 61 and 1 now, I believe her record. And we have a new TBS wow. champion. Yeah. Cool. It's good to see um, Statlander back. Uh, I liked her stuff when back in the early days when she joined up with the Best Friends. Um, mm. It's good to see her return. Cool. And one thing I think you would appreciate is that when she comes to the ring now and the ring announcer introduces her, she actually looks at the camera and does it in sign language. Oh, that's cool. So when they're saying TBS champion and her name, she'll sign it to the camera so people know who I am and what belt I have. It's pretty cool. She's just just started doing it since the uh, pay-per-view event. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's cool. cool. I, again, I know I shit on AEW quite a lot guys but to hear shit like that that's cool very very awesome well talking about something cool it brings us to our fatal four-way for the AEW world heavyweight championship as the champion of champions probably one of the greatest champions we have in wrestling at the moment I'm talking about MJF uh successfully defended his championship against Sammy Guevara Darby Allen and Jack Perry in 27.50. Wow. Um, so this is match number 10 right up here. That This must have been a long... Did you actually do like a whole sitting of this? Did you... Uh, what, or did you I, get I, think, I think I stopped. I got to the this match and then paused it and then came back later and watched it. Okay. Man, that's such a long time to watch wrestling. Because, again, as you were talking before, I looked at Nine Champions. Now, I watched every single match on this on this card. It was seven matches. And we're looking over here at double or nothing. And we're up to nearly, t- we're up to 10 matches already that we've spoken about. Um, I only saw one spot. And I remember showing, uh, sending you the link to it afterwards of all the fellas in this match doing their mentors' finishes. So we had uh, Jungle Boy hitting the Unprettier, which was cool. And then we saw Darby Allen hit the Scorpion Death Drop, which was cool. And then Sammy Guevara hitting the um, Codebreaker. And then MJF, which with the, you know, just a little seasoning and the good shit that it was, hitting the, uh, the Crossroads. And again, this is for those wrestling marks out there. You know they're wrestling. I know everything about it. This is fun. Wrestling is meant to be for entertainment. Yeah, that dude over there. Um, I found that spot interesting because they're showing what their former mentors taught them. And uh, I didn't see any more after that. Um, But I just remember seeing that spot and going, that's kind of cool. 
that's a that's an homage that's a shout out to their former mentors cool yeah no i think it was a great match really good fatal four-way sometimes fatal four-ways can be a little bit clunky with there's too much yep. going on each person had their time to shine uh that mentor spot was really cool mjf again pulling out the win he's a great champion i see some big things continuing to go for him i don't see him losing the belt i see it being quite a lengthy reign did he cheat to win or did was it a solid win stolen victory stolen victory okay yeah so, so someone's done their do. finisher and then he's coming yep i'll take that one two three oh, still okay. champion. all right so it wasn't a bullshit ending he actually no. picked up the scraps that's a yep. good that's a good heel um way to do it very cool mm. And that brings us to our main event. Now, have you ever heard of the uh, Arcan? Is it Arcany? Is how you pronounce it? Arcany in the arena. Have you ever heard of this match before? And if you haven't, what do you think it is? Now, didn't they do this a while ago? Like we're talking maybe one year. Ago. One year. Did it involve a horse? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Sorry, man, you've just paused. Are you there? There, you paused. The, the joys of live internet. Recording. Yes. Sorry, people. Yeah, sorry. sorry. So, with the horse, uh, that was. Stadium it was a horse. No, Stadium Stampede had the horse. That was the one that was taped in the arena next to the stadium in Jacksonville, where this is just a all out across the arena eight-man war so these two fight over here these two will fight over here you guys go in the crowd you go backstage you go in the ring and take turns did you see anything to do with this match one thing yep uh exploding super kick and i fucking hated it <laughs> I threw my phone on the ground after I saw that spot mm. and thought, what in the am I watching? What was that about? Did he well, load his foot up? Did he load was, his foot up with explosions and then kicked nope. Moxley in the head? It was magic. This is not fucking anime, Tom. What the <laughs> hell, man? What in the hell was that? Yeah. That's well, that's probably that's saw. that's probably one of the main spots that people would remember from that. There was that a was a main spot. Of, yeah, there was glass. I think there was tacks. There was tables. There was chairs. Uh, and I think in the end there was a heel turn. So Takeshita, uh, who is a oh, friend yeah. of Kenny Don Omega, yes. yeah, turned yep. on Kenny Omega because Callus turned on Omega in a steel cage a couple of weeks ago on Dynamite. Yep. And then, yeah, Takeshita turned on Omega and joined the Blackpool Combat Club. So now they've got a whole new membership there. The Elite coming off a loss. Um, yeah, interesting main event. If you think about it, you had quite a lot of hardcore-based matches yeah. from the Arena matchup, the Young Sanction matchup, the Ladder match, quite a lot of matches that featured a bit of blood and some pretty heavy spots. Overall, I would give this match probably uh, the whole show probably 11 out of 10. 
I would put it past WrestleMania 17, all those types of pay-per-views. It was one of the best, I would say, of wrestling of all time, full stop. Can you just pick up the crack pipe now and show everybody what you're on? <laughs> Lift it up. I want to see it. I want to see it because I know you don't do drugs, bullshit, and, but you're saying like a crackhead when you say shit like that, 11 out of 10. God, honestly, man, I'm looking at this pay-per-view. I would gouge my eyes out of the stupidity that I see before me. This is a rich boy with daddy's money, and he's like, you know what I'm doing? I'm going to spend everything. I'm going to go. <sighs> I'm going to spend on silliness. I'm going to spend on shit I don't need. I see a couple of good things on there. It's, which I'm okay with, and I see a lot of silly shit on there and I don't like. I'm going to click well, on the X now on this. I don't want to look at that pay-per-view. Well, who knows, guys? Maybe 2024, we're doing a whole watch-along of a four-hour AEW, double or nothing. I'm going to need some alcohol for that one. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to need the crack pipe, please. And that's the only way I'm going to have to deal with that fucking shit. Well, just two more things, AEW, okay? First thing I want to put up is this one here. Now, AEW Fight Forever is coming out at the end of the month on June 29th oh. here in Australia. Are you going to be purchasing? Is this the game? Yeah. It looks shit. No, thanks. Oh, come on. <laughs> Damn it. it. What? Do you want me to Do you want me to get it? Yeah. Do you, want me to, do you want me to stream it? You can stream it live on the, look, bloodlinenetwork.com. Acknowledge me. Um, if someone's paying me to do it, I'm not going to buy the game. Uh, like, if someone's going to have to pay the game for me, and I'll, I'll stream it. But um, yeah, if you want me to, I'll do it. But I ain't paying for it because it looks like WCW uh, backstage assault. It looks shocking. And is it true that you can do intergender matches now too? You can beat well, up on women. There's intergender matches, there's lots of blood, there's barbed wire, there's glass, there's tables, it, but it seems very over the top and very, very fast. Like the game pace is very, very quick. It's not a slow match. It's like nonstop action. So I'm like, I've already got my pre-order. I've been looking at EB games for it. I've already got it in my wish list on the PlayStation 5 store so I can know exactly when it drops, but I believe it's June 29th. Isn't it true that one of the downloadable content is the first way you can get is Matt Hardy? Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do people realize what year we're, we're living in? You know, Christian Cage and the ladder match. Matt Hardy's downloadable content in a game of 2023. Uh, yeah. Is. Oh, yeah. No, I won't be. I won't be purchasing it. If um, someone's going to buy it for me, then I will sit and I will play it. I will stream it. But you got to pay me to play it and download it because I am not touching it. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I'll definitely get it. It's definitely keen. Now, one more. One more AEW thing I want to put. One more. And it's something that 
I have been waiting for for so long, and I I'm so excited. I wrote it three times. All right, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk is returning to AEW for AEW Collision, the new Saturday Night Show, coming out in the next few weeks. Alan, what's your views? Uh, Frank, the cancer's come back. The cancer's back. Yes, yeah, so that's what I put up on Twitter the other day, guys. Um, if you're a fan of uh, Breaking Bad, you'll probably get the, the joke right there. Um, yeah, Phil's returned, is he? He's coming back. He's uh, He's got over his bit of a sook. Antics. I still hate the elite. I hate from the, the dog shit, that type of stuff happened. And then next minute it was brought to light that, you know, one man got bitten and, you know, I, I'm I'm old, I'm, I'm I'm hurt, and I work with fucking children. We're we're bringing back uh, bringing back the man who who shit canned the company and was and got got the shits up about um you know because he had to work. Phil, mate, just chuck it in. I I don't want to see I don't want to see you to return. Go and do your thing, Phil. Okay. Um, do commentary when you're doing hockey or do some UFC stuff but you're coming back to the one thing that you know it's meant to be joy to people you know and you're you're coming back to a company where you you felt hurt and you got you didn't you weren't treated very nicely and you took it out and you told the world of how you felt so I, I won't be watching Collision I have no desire to see him return. I heard that he might be taking on Samoa Joe. Cool. That's a bit of an indie darling type of thing right there to see those two dudes back in the day do some uh, ROH shit. That's cool. Um, but now, nah, no desire to see Phil in the ring. Yeah. Now, look, it's it's interesting. You know, I've always been a CM Punk fan, even from the day that he walked in the door. I loved it. I didn't like Same. how it ended, but I believed it was a work for so long. But then I had to come to the realization that it wasn't. And then I started to put the pieces together. If you look at how they're functioning the shows, it looks like mm. the plan for Collision is to be a punk-focused show where Dynamite and Rampage will be the elite-focused show. And they're purposely going to keep the elite or the people that had flack with punk off the collision show so tony's trying to be the middleman run it like a raw and smackdown two separate brands one championship the champion appears on both shows but i don't know how long you can do that again cm punk brought a lot of money to the company i don't know if the elite liked that maybe their merch was going down his was going up but i'm excited i think it's going to be a great thing uh, he's already in the game. I've already seen a screenshot of CM Punk in the game. Also, Cody Rhodes is also in the game. So that's going to be my first match is just me being Punk and beating Cody. You left our company and stuff like that. So that's my first thing. But yeah, Punk is back. And who knows, El, we might uh, even do that show as a future return, watching CM Punk come back. Look, I loved when Phil came back into the into the wrestling world. It was quite exciting. But then, just a real bad taste in your mouth when it when the it the old AEW, the one I sort of fell in love with, where I was like every week 
many, many years ago, I was jerking off, just loving it so much and thought it was the greatest thing on the planet. It was better than WWE. I'm no longer watching WWE. I'm only watching AEW. And then that quickly changed because silly shit happened in the backstage. That's, I don't want to hear that in my wrestling. I want to be entertained. I don't want to be sad. And when you say CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk, it makes me sad. I don't care. Sorry to be a negative Nancy. <laughs> I'm sorry to be a negative Nancy, but that's just, that's me. That's my personal thing on, on film. Mm. No, I see it. I see people have very mixed reviews, you know, and input on that. But no, that's it. Well, there you go, guys. There's our chat for what? Night of Champions, AEW, Double or Nothing, uh, Fight Forever, CM Punk. And it's an hour and 20 minutes. So want to do a match or you just, what do you, yeah. We still got to do what we came here to do, right? So we're actually going to be watching a CM Punk. No, no, no. <laughs> we're going to be actually uh, traveling not too far back into the future. We're actually traveling one year ago uh, to WWE Hell in the Cell 2022. And we are talking about Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins 3 in the final match of their trilogy. But before we actually hit play on this watch along wrestling companion we want to give a shout out to not one but two great wrestling podcasts check these guys out the shining wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time don't believe me tune in and check us out we laugh we cry we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling and we have some of the greatest segments of all time including everyone's favorite wrestling game show can you beat that we're live 6 50 p.m east on monday night on all social media platforms and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well check us out go over to shiningwizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. All right, guys, we are back. Alan, are you ready on your side? I am indeed. Uh, I'd just like to give you a fair warning, Tom. I have not watched this match. You haven't seen it before? Mm -mm. Haven't. Okay, not, interesting. Yep, have not watched it. Saw the, uh, I think I remember seeing in our wrestling chat with our friends, the unveiling of the massive bruising that Cody has on him in this match but I have not watched it at all. But That's I am good. ready. You, you get, I will say one thing before we hit play then. If you're going mm -hmm. in expecting it to be an absolute bloody war, you don't get it in this, this match. It's actually a very good technical Hell in the Cell match, but it is a good matchup. All right? Cool. So could you give us our countdown? All right, ladies and gentlemen, get ready to press play with us right now. Um, do you mind just, you see that CM Punk thing? Get that out of the way now. Thank you. Jesus Christ. If I see that pop up during the any time of the show, I'm going to next time I, I'm going to kick you in the dick <laughs> next time I see you. Warning you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, get it's Cody Rose, Seth freaking Rollins in the hell in the cell of 2022. Get ready to press play with us in five, 
four, three, two, one. So question, why didn't you watch this? No idea why. I think I might have had something going on in my life and I'm just just wasn't really yeah, it wasn't on my radar. But you, you were watching last year though. Yeah, but not religiously though, I don't think. <clears throat> You're probably just sticking to like the big four or or things like that that featured the bloodline and things. Basically, really. So we've actually, uh, the copy that we're watching of this match right now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are not, um, we've missed it. We've skipped the entire entrances. We're just doing the introductions. And we've seen Seth Rollins. He's got the polka dots. He's come out looking like the Jesus Christ. Look at that thing on his body. Look at that. Seth is looking like... Uh, Dusty Rose, the American Dream, Dusty Worlds. Look how swollen that looks. And this is when he had to take time off, wasn't it? Yeah, this would be his last match. He wouldn't come back till January of this year. Of, of this year to go to the Rumble. Mm. And we've got it Mini Brock Lesnar as a referee. It literally looks like two arms, like two separate arms, like one's average size and one's like quadruple the size of the other arm. Now, what happened here? What caused this? Uh, I believe from memory, he was doing a workout at the gym and blew his mm -hmm. bicep. So he was lifting weights and just, yeah, it slipped. I think it was something to do. He tried to do an above weight of what he would usually do just to see what he could lift and right. just pop, just popped his pec. Yeah. Jeez. But I think and it was a combination. I think it was either tricep there and his pet, kind of like when Triple H got injured in Saudi Arabia. Remember when he blew his, yes. his pet as well? Yes. Yeah. Tore the, the peck off the bone, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Who's the team commentary team here tonight? It sounds like it's Corey Graves. Um, well, this is pretty cool because it's actually so different now because you've actually got Jimmy Smith. So he actually used to commentate for Bellator Fighting Championship. He's yeah. kind of like, I would say, the indie version of Joe Rogan. He okay. left WWE. Oh, I think Jeez, it was the was end, of, end of last year. I don't know the British dude, but he commentates, I think, NXT with Booker T at the moment. And then yes. we've also okay. got Corey as well. Yeah. I swear I can hear Pat McAfee, but I don't think that's him, is it? No. No. Just look at the, the, the purpleness of that, Bruce. Oh. Coach is pulling out all the early stuff early. Wow. Mm. Yeah, the cutter, the figure four. I think he went for the disaster kick before. Mm-hmm. It's hell in the cell. Rope break, he can do that as long as he wants. No. So do you recall their other matches they had? No. So WrestleMania, the return. Toolbox. Why, why does he have a toolbox? Last time oh, he had a nice. toolbox. Last time he had a toolbox, he threw it at the fiend and ended the match. With that big hammer. <sighs> Silliness. Yeah. Sorry, so the other two matches before this, what were they? WrestleMania, when Cody came back. And then they I mean, did yep. Backlash as well. Another matchup. Cody beat him again. 
So Cody went two and zero going into this match. So this was really Seth's last chance. Oh God. Ah, in the neck. And it, was this a an all everyone join in? Was this oh is this strictly a, a SmackDown or a raw pay per view? Premium live event. This is everybody. Premium live yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's got a Oh. Wow. I'm very fortunate. Like, mm. Yeah, you go. A member of Brosnan like that has never happened to me. Like, mm. I've never been in a serious accident or hurt myself doing something like this. Because looking at that thing this is gruesome. What you were saying? Well, it's like, you know, they would have had to call an audible, you know, when he got injured. Like, oh, shit, uh, we've advertised it. Do we scrap it? And he's, I could see Cody saying, no, 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 I can do it. I'll do it. You know, yeah. I, I, I trust Seth. I can work well with Seth. We can put on a match. We can work together to do as much as we can, not to do too much damage. But doing spots like that, like launching yourself into the hell in the cell, I, I think part of this match made his injury even worse. Like it made it lengthier, yeah. the recovery mm-hmm. time. But again, this is Cody. That's that mm. rose blood they've got in them. Dustin, I would imagine, would have done exactly the same thing. Yeah. You know? But he, he's, he's necessarily just wrestling with one arm, isn't he, here? Mm. Yep. Ah, oh, look at that. Like, literally stabbing it into his bicep. Yeah. Oh. Good stuff from um, Seth, though. He's definitely playing the villain. Mm. Well, there's a question. Do you like Seth as a heel or Seth as a face? Heel. Mm. Heel. I, I, I mean, I'm, it's kind of fun seeing him do this. Well, like he's doing this the way, where he is now is fun, you know, um, but I like to see him as a villain. He, he's good like that. That's one of the things you hear a lot of veterans and stuff say. It's like easier to be a heel. Like you got to oh, work so... harder to be a face to get the buy-in where heel, it's just yourself, but then add a prick to it and just be that gruffier, that rougher, mm-hmm. just like turn the volume up mm-hmm. where a face is like you're constantly chasing that gratification, accept me, you know, like who I am. And that's mm-hmm. where I was kind of getting a bit annoyed. Like I kind of was, I didn't like when Cody came back and was trying to chase that with the fans when it's like, people were kind of losing faith in him a little bit, but then they didn't do it too much that you hated him. But there was one time where it was like, Cody's coming back. And then on the Raw show, they had Countdown to Cody, and it was by minutes and seconds. So you knew when it hit zero, his song would hit, and then he would come out and do his promo. And it's like, okay, it's interesting. You don't see that, maybe something different. But the fans didn't turn on him. You know, they stayed with him. Even no. at WrestleMania mm-hmm. and that loss to Roman, they still stayed with him. Yeah, it's it's not like it's been shoved down our throats, mm. you know, where um, there's a lot of anger towards people like that, where they tried that with Roman many, many years ago and before he became the tribal chief. Mm. And the best thing they ever did was for him is to make him a mega, oh, shit. Jesus. And that's to their actual injured arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right there about the Roman stuff. It was <clears> just getting boring. Yeah. Yeah. Really, and, and you could tell that you know, we're like, we're done. We we don't need to know anymore. Please, we just give us what we want. We don't want him. And then they made me heal. 
and now mm. I love it. Love it. That yeah. he's a heel. Very cool. I think I think I lost it for Roman when he was tied up, handcuffed to the ring post, and had Corbin tip dog food on him. I remember when that happened when he was feuding against Corbin. Oh, yeah. I'm like that. I remember I lost it. I'm like that's it. I don't have faith in Roman anymore. And to think that Roman like doesn't exist now. When you think of no. the tribal chief, completely deleted this whole dog food thing. It's gone. Look at Sethia. Just doing a bit of cosplay here. Oh shit! What's he got? Uh, oh, uh, it's a white belt covered in polka dots, baby. See, Seth is Seth so good. Like you really think about him, he's like a modern day Shawn Michaels. Like he can do it all. He can do a face. He can do a heel. He can go high fly. He can go grounded. He's a great storyteller. He's great oh, on yeah. the mic. He's a very very good talent. That's a good way of putting it. That yeah, he's mm. our generation's Shawn Michaels. Mm. And it's funny too because I think a lot of his character, I think, was influenced by the Joker from a few years ago. Yes, you know the mannerisms and things like that. And we talked about that. I actually remember when we did a TBK drive along episode years ago. We said mm -hmm. which WWE character would be a Joker. And we both said Seth because he had that kind of look to be different. And he's done mm -hmm. that by having suits and big shoes and big glasses, which I find a bit weird in today's context, but it creates clicks because people are like, mm -hmm. what the hell is this? Have you seen this? And then people share it. Mm -hmm. um, same with Becky, when Becky would wear the big glasses and the big coats, you know, big mm. time Becks, it's something a little bit different. The crowd cheering for a table. Seth is giving what we want, you know, mm. and bringing in some, bringing some weapons in. And it's just interesting that the crowd are cheering the heel getting the weapon. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Look at that. And just, you can, it's like the arm is just getting bigger <laughs> as the yeah. match is going on. Look at it. Even his shoulder blade. Oh. Thank you, Rollins. Yeah, see that? How interesting is that? People are sick. Yeah. Fantastic. And that's probably the thing that I thought would happen is that when Cody did come back, people would think, oh, he's an AEW guy coming here. We're going to hate him. But they didn't. Mm -hmm. It's nope. like, no, no, that's Cody Rhodes. Remember him there with, what, Randy Orton and Ted DiBiase and the crossroads, and he used to wear the black mask on his face, and he was IC mm -hmm. champion. It's like mm -hmm. people didn't even want to talk about, you know, the former NWA champion, you know, Cody Rhodes, Ring of Honor, Bullet Club, New Japan, AEW. It's like, oh, no, Cody's come home. He's come back yes. to where he started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit. They're going up what here. What do we do? I like that he didn't actually slap him in that peck. Yeah. He, he did the, <laughs> did other, the side. other one. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm wondering between these two dudes behind the uh, behind the curtain, mm. do these two get along? Are they friends? Do they break bread? Are they acquaintances, or are they just? Oh my God! Hang on. Nope, 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 no, not no power bomb. Because I, 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 something just tells me I don't think they do. Okay. 
Yeah, just a feeling. Well, maybe it comes down to the fact that you left us. You know, you left us mm. and designed the competition to go against us, which means you're impacting on my paycheck. And now you've come back. So this is a good spot. Here we go. Seth on top oh. and misses the frog splash. That was cool. That was cool. It's interesting you say that too, because Cody did mention, no, Seth did mention that where he said, you and your little friends, you know, tried to go against us and where did it get you? So maybe Seth was coming from that, you know, you left us, you're an outsider. But the fact that he agreed to go over, you know, a couple of times, maybe there was an agreement there. Maybe Seth was promised a, a bit of a push. Um, you know, talking about the World Heavyweight Championship that Seth has, do you see Cody and and Seth doing something eventually? Maybe reigniting this feud and doing it again? Not in this calendar year. Mm. Maybe not in next year. Maybe 2025, maybe 2026. I don't want to see these guys wrestling for a while. Mm. Unless it's, you know, for like a wrestling, unless we're having a good chip. Oh, Ooh. Tom. Yes. Nice little throwback here. Yes. Uh, Dusty Rhodes in ECW taking on Chris Candino. Mm. Hell yes. That was what? Living Dangerously 2000. He just shaved mm. him up and just brutalized him. Yeah. Started to scar him with the cowbell. Mm. So Cody's strapping oh. up here. It's a pretty cool, interesting spot. I love how he does it here. He just screams it at him, throws it to Seth and goes, here we go. Just the way he shouts. His voice breaks a little bit. It's a bit high-pitched. Here we go here. Oh, there it is. Mm. Put it on, damn it. Oh, my look at, goodness. Look at his chest on this the, the good side. It's already getting red and welted. The two dudes who wrestle each other and go, hey, make it real. Mm. Let's get paid the big bucks and make it let's like make it real. And what I love in like even the way this match is being put together, we are literally at the halfway mark now. So it's like the first fifteen minutes was a wrestling match, and the last fifteen now Ooh. has the strap match part into it, the table spot. So it's like we're literally at the halfway mark. We now you've got a strap match inside a hell in the cell. Have we got blood already? I believe on his arm, yeah. Yeah, that looks nasty looking. Oh, goodness. Oh, super kick party. All right, so I'm looking down at the uh, the card that happened here this night. Yep. And Bianca Belair defeated Oscar and Becky Lynch by pinfall for the Raw Women's Championship in a triple threat. Bobby Lashley defeated Omas and MVP by submission in a two-on-one handicap match. Kevin Owens defeated Ezekiel. Ezekiel, yeah, I that's, that. that's a lie. Was that, wasn't it his brother? He took the yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. I thought you were going to say oh, Ezekiel Jackson came back, did he? ECW champion? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I just want to, yeah. Who was he? He was a, uh, he was our, uh, our man Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Up there with William um, Regal. Oh, good God. <laughs> look out, look out, look out, look out. Oh. 
and he just he he just turned at the last second and switched sides, so it was his left shoulder that hit. We then had a six-person mixed tag match. The Judgment Day, ooh, mm. Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley. Uh, they took the on AJ, AJ Styles, Finn Bauer, mm. and Liv Morgan. Yeah. And Judgment Day won that one. Wow. Uh, Madcap Moss on pay-per-view. Uh. And Baron Corbin. Oh, sorry, Happy Corbin. In a no-holds-barred match on pay-per-view. Yeah, that was the end of their feud. Yeah. Don't remember it. <laughs> and then Theory? Oh, this is before they, they allowed him. This is when they only named him. They were doing last names, wasn't it? Yeah, they took the Austin off him. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, Theory defeated Mustafa Ali uh, for the United States Championship. And then we have okay. this match right here. This, so this uh, pay per view is called Hell in the Cell, and there is only one Hell in the Cell match. Mm. So, did you mention no bloodline at all then? Yeah, you're yeah. right. No, no, okay. no, mm. no Roman. Oh my god! Oh, I thought he was going to do the buckle bomb. And then we threw the t- oh, crossroads. Yeah. Crossroads. Look at this. Love that move. Such a good move. So good. Yeah, so no bloodline. I wonder what's... Because the next event after this would have been SummerSlam, and that was Brody... Oh, that was not Brody. That was Roman and Brock. But no, the, the uh, next, after, the next one was... Mon- after this was uh, Money in the Bank. Ah, okay. Oh, Money in the Bank. Did that have Edge and Roman, or was that the year before, I think it was? Yeah, it might have been the year before. Uh... No, um, n- no. It was ended. The main event for the match was Theory won the money in the bank. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Against McIntyre, Madcap, Omas, Riddle, Sami mm. Zayn, Seth, and Sheamus. Okay. Oh, cool. Wow. So, again, no bloodline on that card. Nope. And then we went to <laughs> SummerSlam. Yeah. And then... Yes, and that had the main event of Roman Reigns defeated Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match. Yeah. God, that feels like a lifetime ago, that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, big time. Oh, here we go. Watch this spot. I think it's Seth that does the power bomb. Here we go. Watch this table just Uncle explode. Bomb. Here we go. Watch this. Beautiful. Oh, Jesus, mate. Just yeeted him into that table. You almost just got to like bite, just grit your teeth and just take the impact. There's nothing you can do about it. This ain't going to feel good, but you've just got to take it. You know, to be honest with you, I'd rather take a table to go through the table than to hit, to be hit by the, to hit the buckles. Mm. I always get a bit of, does that sting? I was about to say that. I always get a bit (laughs) of a, I'm like, please be careful. Yeah. You nearly that was, that, that was um Knight of Champions fifteen that one yeah, and he did not mean it anyway. Seth, mm. I, he he was so incredibly crestfallen and saddened that he did that to a legend to Sting, but and it just every time I see him do that move, I'm like, please for the love of God, please be mm. careful. What you so, think of what Finn SummerSlam? 
Mm, yeah, that was nasty. Yeah. That, yeah. That was nasty. Did you see that uh Finn did that to Seth a few months ago? He did during their yeah. um Yeah, their tournament match. Tournament match, you know. Bit an homage, a callback as they call it. Oh, that looks look at that arm. That look just looks so bad. Yeah, I've, I've never experienced like that, something like that, and I hope I never do. It's just nasty looking. I've had a bruise like similar to that on my lower back when I fell mm. down some stairs at my old job mm. and like I fell, got injured. And within like two days, it was like, you know, purple. Four days later, it was so black, like as black as this T-shirt. It was one of the worst swellings I've ever had. And I still have a disc out, I reckon, in my spine. I feel like Shit. when I feel my back, there's a lump down the bottom there. Yeah. It was, like, it was like 10 years ago I did it too, a decade ago and still injured. Hmm. Bro, what did he grab? You a sledgehammer, was it? Or sledgehammer? Yes, he is. The old faithful. Old faithful. We are definitely playing two K twenty two here. Mm. Have you got twenty three yet? I was gonna make a bit of a funny joke to you just then. Yeah, go on, go on. It's just that when I game at nighttime and I notice you and Jules both playing twenty three, and I don't have it, I'm like, degree. I'm like, Pedigree. maybe. Maybe I put on 22, but I'm like, nah. I'm waiting for it to get cheap. I want to buy yeah, it. Cool. I just think it's a little bit too pricey to buy it outright. So AEW Fight Forever, they'll get my money instead. How much are they asking for that on the line? Is it $99? No, I'm probably, I haven't seen the cost, but I reckon they'll probably do $79.80. I mean, I could go over to my desk, I forget from the desk now and grab my controller and say. <laughs> But I don't want to, and I mean, I could, I might, I'm going to look it up. You know, I'll look it up now on my phone. Because... Well, you can't, you can't buy it digitally yet. You can only add it to your wish list. I'm not going to buy it at all, bro. It's okay. <laughs> so, it's okay. Thank you for your for looking out for me, but no. AEW trash. Oh, how dare you! Oh, there it is. I, I typed it in. It came up. I actually just—I <laughs> just typed in "trash" and then uh, "fight forever." Fight for fight forever. Yes, he looks so tired. He does. He does. Yeah, it's too. nice. <laughs> All right, there's a standard version. They're asking for ninety-nine dollars and ninety-five cents. And there's the elite edition. Oh, boom! boom. Oh my god! Boom! I'd do that. Okay. <laughs> I've been I'd, told. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a sledgehammer to the peck. Can you just tell me quickly, what is the Elite Edition? Is that with Matt Hardy? Uh, yes, it does. It has the aid in it and then Matt Hardy. And That's it. That's it. <laughs> if you're a PlayStation member, mm. you know, like the um, – it's originally – $129.95. But if you are a PlayStation um, with a PlayStation membership, mm. it takes it down to $116.95. So that's less than $10 off then? Yeah. Right. Okay. I was actually expecting it to be below 100 bucks. The whole thing, even the Elite version. So... What does that say about what? Oh, another another one. What? 
Oh, look at that. Oh, hang on. What's he? Oh, Cody spins out. Wow. It's a great match, but see, it doesn't need to have blood, tax, fire. Like we've covered. Glass. Yeah. We've covered. If I see a a fucking exploding (laughs) boot. Oh. But you think, like, we've covered many Hell in the Cells in the past from, like, Taker versus Mankind. I think we did Kevin Nash, Triple H. We've done Cactus versus Triple H. And this one's really different. It's a technical matchup. Using the yep. cage, you know, for those big shots. But it's a technical matchup with a few table spots. But you don't need fire. We don't need glass. We don't need tacks. Here we go. I love that no, he came and lifted his arms. Seth has got it. He's going to use it. Kick. What a oh, placement to center of the ring. Picks him back up. Two. They come in three. They come in trifecta, three. Trifecta. No. Oh, no. What, what are you doing? Shit. So I think we're up to, what, 28 minutes or so nearly? Like, and he's he's gutted through it though. Oh my god! Look at that. It's almost look how red yet. it is. Red as to oh, is the shot. Yours pause. Did they yeah. show it? God yeah. damn it! <sighs> yes, we're watching this off the WWE Network. Great matchup. Awesome. Yes. Well, there you go. You've watched it for the first time, Mel. Any comments? Cool. It was a great match. I think we spoke mm. during most of it, which was, you know, I'm sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Tom and I don't catch up as much as we used to. But this was fun. This was a cool match. And now I've finally seen what the, I saw quite a bit of highlights about this match. But this will be the last time we see Cody for a long time, wasn't it? Yeah. So when when you look at your card, is this June when you pulled it up on google descent because if you think june that would be what nearly seven months till he eventually came back yep yeah yep yeah so june used to be hell on the cell and then money in the banks july where this year 2023 we didn't actually have a june pay-per-view um we had night of champions late may and we have money in the bank i think it's june 1st or june 2nd What I love there, oh. too, is you watch when Cody got the pinfall at the very end. He actually taps Seth on the chest like a thanks, mate. Like, we've done it. Like, we worked our way through yeah. it. But yep. you must think when this adrenaline wears off, like what Cody would be like in the next, what, 10, 15 minutes, the adrenaline stops, then all the pain would just be coming out. I would imagine he was throwing up. He was like mm. in shivers. His whole body would be gone. What have you done to us? What What, what are we doing? Whoa! Something, something. Cody Rhodes. It's like it's almost about to burst. It looks like a grape that you've just dropped on the ground and you've you've squished it accidentally. That's what it's looking like. Oh, terrible! Yeah, that. uh, Again, when I look up and you see that neck tattoo, um, (laughs) I'm not a fan of it. Not for you, no. No, I'm not a fan of. Anywhere, sort of, I, nothing against people with tats. Um, I'd love to get some tattoos in the future. I'm just 
just too lazy. Um, mm. But when you see someone with a neck tat, it's just like, okay, mate. Yeah. Well, there we go. Any uh, closing comments on the match and also this episode before we do our final shout outs? Uh, what a very good, that was a great match. I'm glad that we actually got around and actually t- we we talked about this off um, off camera and off uh, audio that we wanted to do this, and I'm glad we got around and finally did something about it and actually watched it. Very nice. Yeah. Before we finish up, guys, we want to give a shout out to not one but two great wrestling podcasts. Check these guys out. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. Well, guys, you know what time it is. Alan's left the room, so I have to give a bit of a readout of our sponsors and affiliates. So Rogue Energy is a premium energy and focus supplement designed to optimize your mental and physical performance. And if you check out RogueEnergy.com and use our promo code 2702 at checkout, you will get 10% off products. Next one I want to talk about is Luxie. So Luxie can enhance your performance with their analog grips. These grips can be used on your PlayStation, your Xbox, and your Nintendo Switch. And if you visit Luxie.com and use the promo code BRO247, that's BRO247, you get a total of 15% off products. Up next is Triumph Chairs. So Triumph Chairs is a gaming chair company specializing in comfort and performance. Visit TriumphChairs.com and use the promo code BRO247 on checkout to get 10% off products. Up next is Clinch Gaming. Clinch Gaming manufactures custom professional gaming controllers that you can use on your Xbox and your PlayStation and use our promo code BRO247 on checkout to get 5% off products. Up next is Player One Coffee. So Player One Coffee developed coffee recipes custom tailored to gamers, creative developers, and just about anyone who really enjoys a cup of coffee. And lucky last is VictoriousEyewear.com. So Victorious Eyewear developed blue-white blocking gaming glasses designed to eliminate digital eye strain and help you maintain comfortable and focused. Visiting uh, VictoriousEyewear.com and use the promo code BRO247 at checkout gets you 10% off. So again, shout out there to Victorious Eyewear, Player One Coffee, Clinch Gaming, Triumph Chairs, Luxie.com and Rogue Energy. All right, guys, we are back, and we're at the tail ep- uh, tail end of episode 161 of the Brocast podcast. Before we finish up, 
we want to give a shout out to our affiliates. We are talking about Rogue Energy, Luxie, Triumph Chairs, Player One Coffee, and Clinch Gaming. If you go on to our Twitter, which is at Brocast, you can actually go and get discount codes from 5, 10 to 15% off on their products from their energy drinks to their gaming controllers to their gaming grips and also their gaming chairs. Also, a thank you to both Nick and Keith of the UW Pod for hosting another video episode of the Broadcast Podcast. And finally, we're talking about the Bloodline Network. Check out bloodlinenetwork.com, your one-stop shop for entertainment in the world of professional wrestling, uh, movies, also anime, baseball, and other sporting content. It's your one-stop shop for all of those types of things. Alan, where can people find you? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Twitter. That's Alan Ross 84 tbk That's where you can find me. Uh, you can also find me on the on the Twitch. You can find me on Twitch. And that's uh, TTV Roscoe Bosco 84 That's where you can find me on there. Uh, yeah. And anywhere else you can find me, just look for me on there. Uh, I've got a LinkedIn to most of my places where you can see some of my crazy antics so tom where can we find you well you can find me as it says there tom at mr mma action uh very available on twitter if you have a want to exchange dms uh promos as well we featured four promos tonight if you have a video an ad or a commercial that you would like to be shown on our show just send us an email broadcast2 at gmail.com or you can DM us as well to exchange. You can listen to our show on Podbean, CastBox, Castro, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us. But again, go to the Universal Wrestling Podcast YouTube page, like and subscribe. Same thing with the Bloodline Network, like and subscribe. Great talent, guys. It's a great avenue that we've had a chance to grow our audience um, and bring you know new eyes and bring some Aussie, Aussie thoughts when it comes to the world of pro wrestling but as we finish up as we say each and every episode good morning good afternoon good evening or good night do not put that cm punk up again i'm warning you don't i'm glad you mother guys thanks for sticking around now we're going to go back and listen to a classic tbk moment tyrannical awesome that's actually awesome man i had all their cds and probably still have them somewhere in my car yeah you're an angry white teenager you were i was man i was i was i was was right into this i was skinny as white just you know trying trying to be accepted little dick but you know (laughs) everything ah these fucking tablets aren't working. They're making them small. I'm bloody twelve. Why don't I, Why don't I have a bigger dick? <laughs> These are estrogen. It's making it go away. I'm not. I don't understand. <laughs>